What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Late Afternoon Show. I'm your host, Tim Olari, and we have reached the season one finale of the show. Thank you so much for listening in. If you want to catch all the previous episodes for the season, go and find us at MrMeaningfulWork.com. MrMeaningfulWork.com. You'll see previous episodes, get updates on what's coming up, and just be part of our Meaningful Work community. Today, I got to end the season with an education maestro. He's a podcast host. He's a speaker extraordinaire, Mike Yates. I met Mike through our mutual friend, Tim Salau, and I have been just crazy impressed with his relentless pursuit of evangelism and innovation in education. He's real. He's raw. He's funny. My man is focused, and we had so much fun today. So check it out. If you like it, leave a comment, leave a review with your thoughts, and we will be seeing you. Welcome. Mike Gates is in the house. Hey, what's up, man? <laughs> hey, hey, come on. Oh, I'm sitting at a chair. I just finished eating dinner. I need to get up. Like that's the. You need to get up. You got. Are you standing up? You got to work at all. That's true. I need to. Hey. But I like my chair is comfortable. I just got a comfortable <laughs> chair for the first time. I haven't been working from home. Uh, the chair is holding time. you like nah, bro. You ain't going nowhere. Yeah, like so yeah, it says, like, nah. <laughs> you say, oh, it says nah right there. It's like nah. Like, yeah. right Mike, what yeah. is up, my man? How you doing? I'm good. How are you? How are you? I am well. I am well. What'd you have for dinner, man? I had roasted chicken, potatoes, and carrots. Ooh, oh, you about to go straight to sleep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like right when I'm done with this. <laughs> you about to go straight to sleep. That is the comfort of comfort foods. Did you cook it or somebody cooked it for you? No, no, no. Um, I do cook. I do cook quite a bit, but there yeah. there are nights when I mean, we talked about, I have four kids, so there are nights when we're like, you know what? Whole Foods has these, um, yeah. like these family meals. So it's like yeah. oven, everybody yeah. eat. Yeah, it's in there. We in yeah. there, dude. I really, really appreciate you spending some time with us this afternoon. You know, we've obviously been connected through our boy, Tim Salau, mm-hmm. and just been kind of tracking your, your innovation and education. And uh, we talked a little bit pre-show, but what I want you to do for our folks that are just joining in is give us an elevator pitch, right? You're riding in an elevator. You got one floor to tell the person who you are, what you're doing, and what you're excited about. Go. Yeah, my name is Mike. I grew up hating school, and I hated school so much that I went into the system to try to fix it by breaking it and then putting it back together. Um, so that's what I currently do. I, I build new models of school. Um, I tell the truth all the time about uh, the school system. Um, and most recently, I joined the reinvention lab at Teach for America, where we're trying to reimagine and reinvent the school system and Teach for America, the way that it works, the way that we prepare teachers and the way that um, the way that we think about education and equity and innovation. Man, he said he goes in there, break it and fix it. Basically. It back better. Yeah. What, what, what would you say is one thing? What's the biggest thing that's broken that needs to be fixed? about education. Yeah, the big the like the biggest thing is that everybody thinks about about school in the same way, right? So like if I tell if I tell like a thousand people in a room like close your eyes and picture the front steps of your school, like 70% of them will picture the same image because mm-hmm. school buildings have not changed in over 100 years really. I mean, I I taught in a building in one of my it was like my second year of teaching. I taught in a building that was built in 1906. 
And like, this is not history. This is wow. dumb. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So it's not history. This is dumb. Yeah. It's like, this is not, this is not cool. Um, you know, so I, I think it's that everybody thinks about school in the same way, right? Like everybody's very excited that Betsy DeVos is no longer the education secretary. And I am also excited, but I I don't have a lot of excitement to hear that, that Biden picked the district official. I'm like, (laughs) you you picked the drone, dude. Like, I don't care. (laughs) You know, somebody that's, that's going to say like, Oh, we need a better standardized test. I'm like, yeah, get out of here. No, no, It's like, you're missing the whole, you're missing the whole. Exactly. Or the same. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I don't so even want it to be me. I have a list of people that I want it to be, but I don't want to be it. it don't, I don't need that. You, so you, you didn't put your name in the hat? You didn't no. No. Why, why, why don't you want to do it? As uh, Tim will tell you, uh, Tim, Tim Salah will tell you, I am anti-government. I don't, uh, I don't want to work with them. I believe in them. I support them, but I don't want to yeah. work with them. I don't yeah. have yeah. Yeah, support from a distance. From a distance. Yeah, like I don't, I don't need people to be tweeting about every move I make. I just, yeah, no. I'm over here let trying me, to let me live my life. Yeah, let me live my life. So, dude, so you know, one of the things that, um, uh, you know, if folks go to your page and they kind of see the things that you're doing, is that you have, you know, kind of culminated your experience, your passions, your innovations, and things like that, and you've been able to share it on different mediums. So you've been on TEDx mm-hmm. twice. You yeah. have a podcast where you talk about that. Um, so talk a little bit about those mediums that you have. Um, are there like certain topics that you focus on when you're talking on TEDx? Um, and how does that differ from what you talk about on the podcast? Um, they're not necessarily different topics. I mean, really, like most people are really only about like three to five things, right? Like most people really only care about three to five things. And for me professionally, like I care about education. I care about poems. I care about sports. Like I'm a super emotional sports fan. So like, don't even mention the Houston Texans right now or the rock. Like, I don't even want to talk about James Harden right now. I was like, let me, let me table that. Well, yeah. Right, yeah. Let's not do that right here. This dude is like in practice throwing balls at people. And I'm like, I, I'll fight you right now, Jake. But anyway, I like, like, so, but ed- education is something that like I, I saw uh, an opportunity and I'm actually working on a, I don't want, I don't want to make it a course. I want to make it, I want to make it a bunch of free resources. Yeah. Uh, Cause I, I hate when people charge teachers for stuff. I can't stand it. Mm. Like teachers don't have money. So like, yeah. well, you know, but I, I want to create some sort of resource that I, and I'm going to start working on it to figure out like uh, how to help teachers share their journey on LinkedIn. Um, You know, for me, the reason why I started doing all this is I I had a dream to do TEDx when I was like 12. I saw a TED talk. Yeah, I I saw a TED talk. I saw this poet named Sarah Kay. Um, Sarah Kay is one of the most most amazing poets. I wrote Um, an article on that talk. Oh, really? Yeah, I wrote an article. It's on my LinkedIn based on that particular TED talk about like education. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So like, so yeah, I mean, I saw I I saw Sarah when I was younger, and I, I was like, we're like the same age. So I was like, I could do that. I was on the speech and debate team. I was like, I can yeah. do that. So I just set the goal. I was like, one day I'm gonna do TED, uh, and then I had the opportunity to do one, um, and I did one. I uh, I loved it. Did it did it nice. again? Um, did but they all- you or did you apply? I applied both times. Nice. Um, nice. Uh, yeah, I I was invited to do one TED talk that I didn't do because of the pandemic. Oh. Um, like I was scheduled. So it was going to be number three, but the, yeah. then, 
Um, you know, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I just enjoy, t- I enjoy the way that Ted is, is able to digitally encapsulate ideas. Right. Yeah. Um, I think it's cool, but the podcast right now, you know, I've actually made this pivot. So I, I got into podcasting because I have this thing against business professors that have never, um, like run a successful business. Mm-hmm. I, I hate, I hate that. So I was supposed to, at the time, like I was going to teach students to podcast and I was like, well, I don't have a podcast. Yeah. So I have to have one. Yeah. And then it turned into something where I was like, you know what, actually I want this to be a digital artifact. So um, I was doing podcasts just the way that everybody else did. And that's yeah. what I appreciate about this show. Like this show is fresh and it's new and nobody's doing this. Um, I had this like wacky, like encyclopedia show where I was like making up sketches. Like I was like making up, like editing together videos of like me and Kanye doing like an interview. Like it was, you know, and th- this reminds me of that. And it gives me a lot of energy. Um, but I was like, you know what? Like, I don't want to just ask people questions and, yeah. and like, invite guests and pretend like I care about what they have to say, but yeah. really I just want their following. No. So I was like, I want to, I want to create, uh, and this is what I'm working on now with the podcast. It's called schoolish. Yeah. I want to create the largest repository of digital stories about how school sucks that ever existed. Mm. Um, so people are like, who do you, who do you want to interview? I'm like all 7 billion people on earth. Everyone. Yeah. Like <laughs> I want to, I want a four year old, I want someone to record their four-year-old going, I love school because I get to play with Legos. And I don't care if it's just that. That'll be a whole episode. Yeah. Right? That's, like, that's 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 uh that's a, a book on the shelf in the library of of your database. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, I, I like I am using these stories as data. So I mean I had this interesting conversation today yeah. uh, where I was like, you gotta record this and give it to me. Yeah. Or I was talking to somebody who went to school in Ghana and she was like, yo, y'all talk about how much school needs to improve in America. But like y'all are all right, y'all got options. And I was like, dang, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's all about perspective. So like, she's gonna record like her yeah. experience going. So she like went to school in Ghana and then yeah. got her, got her MBA in the Netherlands. And so she's gonna record, you know, that. Nice. So that that's what I'm trying to do with that podcast. And, and you know, that's what's up. That's what's up, man. I yo, I love how how you are. Um, you know, very self-aware of like, hey, I know what I don't like in other folks and I am not going to repeat that. Yeah. Right. So I'm going to actually get in, be a practitioner of, yep. you know, this thing that I'm trying to teach. And you know, I really appreciate that. So, dude, we're going to segment a little bit. We're going to play a little game. Guys, we didn't play a game last week. We're going to play a game today. We're going to play a game called This or That. You can get with this. You can get with that. You can get with this. But this is it. That is where it's at. This is where it's at. Man, I messed up the words of that song. But we're playing this or that. So put in the chat. I'm gonna give two options here um, about Mike. All right. So you're gonna have to try and guess which is Mike's option. All right. So here we go. This or that. And the first one is cake or pie. Cake or pie. Which one do you think Mike? would go would it be this cake or pie which one which one what do you guys think first of all uh you are in houston right i'm in i'm in austin i'm in silicon valley 2.0 yeah you're still you're in austin so i know there's good eating there's good eating in texas what is uh what is one of your favorite uh texas foods while folks are answering cake or pie what is one of your favorite Texas foods. 
Uh, I don't really know what classifies as Texas food, but I mean, I guess we've cornered the market on like breakfast tacos. Um, breakfast tacos? I didn't know that. I think. I mean, that's what everybody when when people come to here, you are going to be the authority. It was said right here. Yeah, breakfast yeah. tacos. That's yeah. it. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, you heard it here first, live and direct. So we got folks saying cake. Anne Marie says cake. Megan says pie. Which one is it, cake or pie, Mike? I don't like pie. I like cake. Um, cake? Yeah. Cake, um, cake, cake, cake. All although, right. I will say, for, for Christmas, my wife, I was at the store today. She was like, I want a bunch of pies for Christmas. And I was like, all right. Um, so I bought a chocolate pecan pie, and I'm looking forward to that. I'm, I've never had that before. So chocolate we'll see. pecan pie. Yep. Please report back on <laughs> how that is. We need to hear that. All right, here's another one. This or that, this or that, nice car or nice home interior. Yeah. Nice car or nice home interior. So while folks are in the chat, which one do you think Mike prefers, a nice whip or the nice inside of the crib? Um, oh, how long have you been in Texas? My whole life. Your whole life. Have you yeah. ever wanted to live anywhere else? No. Um, no, at no, all. Never. I well, I you know, I had this 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 I had the same fantasy about New York, and I'd never been to New York City. And last in June of 2019, I went to New York, and I was like, "Oh, this place is remarkable." And then I started looking at the prices of homes, and I was like, "This place is ridiculous." <laughs> <laughs> like I was definitely a Texan walking around there, like, "What? Man, you pay that much?" Man. Nah. There was there was a there was a meme out on Instagram today. Oh no, not a, it was like one of those reels, like little TikTok, um, TikTok thing. And they were saying, "What six hundred thousand dollars can get you?" Yep. You saw that? Yeah. <laughs> and it was like in Texas, you had this like big old mansion. And like you got the arch doorways, like the rolling driveway, and all that yep. stuff. And then it had like Columbus, I had like Ohio, and it had like a decent house, and then it had Arizona, and then it had LA. It was like a tree yeah. house. Yeah. <laughs> house, and then it had New York and doodles in the box. Yep. Like I mean, basically, like yo, I see Megan saying, Come visit Memphis. Like, I love Memphis. I used to my wife and I met in, in Nashville and yeah. uh Memphis is one of my favorite places to stop. So I love Memphis. Oh, Memphis. I went to school in Alabama and my friends, we went up to, uh, I've never been to, uh, um, what's the thing that they have in, in New Orleans? Um, the French Quarter? Like, yeah, but they have that big old celebrate the beads. What's that oh, called? Oh, Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras. So I've never been to yeah. Mardi Gras. And they were like, wait, if you've never been to Mardi Gras, there's another cool thing called Memphis in May. Yeah. And so I went to Memphis in May and that was, Lit, 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 lit. So, yeah, awesome. um, so folks are saying we got everybody saying uh, nice home. So, what is it? Nice home or nice, co- nice interior or nice car? Uh, little known <laughs> fact about me is I actually I really like specific cars, um, and I know a lot about cars. Uh, so it would actually be a car. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Even what though is- I'm I'm in a real estate, I'm in a real estate. So hey, that's what's up. That's what's yeah. up. Hey, I just. We just, uh, my wife and I, we just uh, bought our first duplex, a little house hack. Congratulations! So yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, are you gonna are you gonna live in one side and then rent the other? Yeah, no. we're actually gonna be living in the smaller side. It's a two bedroom, and then the other one is three. So we'll be beasting it out for the next year in a two bedroom. And but then that's how you build wealth. That 
That's it. That's, that's it. That's how you do it. Um, so, yo, so we're going to jump into Beale Street. Exactly. Beale Street. That's what's up. Um, so we're going to jump into the uh, kind of like the second last half of our show here. And um, one thing that I've been trying to do since the beginning of this year, um, uh, I kind of took on the name Mr. Meaningful Work. I really wanted to explore the idea of meaningful work. I'm not an expert. I'm not, you know, all these things, but I wanted to have folks kind of join me on the journey of figuring out what is meaningful work? How do you apply its principles to your life, whether you are an employee, you're an entrepreneur, or you're an enthusiast? Um, how do you how do you apply meaningful work principles? So what I would love to hear from you, um, given that you have such a breadth of education experience, and I know how much education impacts work and your ability to do what you want to do, what, how would you define meaningful work? Oh man. First I'll say, I like, I love that you're doing that. I, I never heard the explanation of why you're, you're doing that. And I like that. That's like, there's too many people out there lying about uh, like the, like how awesome being an entrepreneur is like, like, <laughs> like Sometimes it's awesome to be a C a C suite executive and make three hundred thousand dollars a year. Like, you know, like sometimes it's great making forty thousand dollars a year and be happy. Yes. Right. Yes. So I love that. I love that. Yeah. Um so so what I think meaningful work means, um I, I I think it means that you have a deep sense of purpose behind your work. Um I, I am like I I'm not kidding. My my wife, I will drag her over here to be my witness. I, 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 I fall into like a, like depression when I don't feel connected or when I don't feel passionate about a job and I am stuck there, I will fall into like a serious depression. Wow. Yeah. And it's hard for me to get out. So I, so when you say meaningful work for me, it is a must have, it is not a, like there, there is no bridge. There is no, oh, I'm doing this for right now. Yeah. No, no, no. It's like, I, I have to make the moves to get yeah. in the places where I feel passionate about, or I know myself and yeah. I just, I just cannot function that way. I, yeah. um, you, you know, I, it has nothing to do with like working for someone else versus being an entrepreneur because both of those jobs suck sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's, yeah, it's not about hard times. It's literally about like, if, if I don't see the direct impact, yeah, I, I just, I, I can't do it. So um, for me, I think it's having a deep sense of purpose with everything that you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, and I love, you know, the favorite thing that I like, what, what was my favorite thing about what you said was the call out of some folks can do the work, like just do work. That's like, hey, I just need to be sit out for this little bit and be yep. unhappy or be unfulfilled or not be connected, you know, to the thing. Um, whereas for others, like you were saying, is like, no, it is. It affects my mental health. Like, yep. my mental health isn't right. Then my interactions are gonna suck. Like, my yep. productivity is gonna suck, and I cannot just beast it out just for the sake of doing it. Um, and, and I think that's a very important call out because a lot of folks are kind of struggling on, do I need to, do I need to undergo this torture, you know, just to, you know, make this end meet or whatever, or can I find a job that at least takes care of this, you know, situation and not have to force myself because of the perspective, like I don't have to be an entrepreneur just because my family came from entrepreneurs or I don't yeah. have to be an entrepreneur because my, you know, this and the things like that. So I like that you call that. Because it is a battle. It mm -hmm. is a battle. Um, and there are sacrifices for, say, I'm going to do what I, I'm connected to, 
maybe it's at the sacrifice of a bigger paycheck, but at least I am like my mental health is good and maybe I can get the support, whether it's my wife or my family or, you know, we reduce our expenses or whatever, <laughs> you know, and we, and we kind of go that route. So so let me ask you this. Uh, this last question as we wrap up here, man, if you look, you know, it's the end of the year. It's like tradition. You know, when you come into a new year to talk about goals and plans, you know, and things like that, when you see yourself, like if you were to project out five years, even, you know, 2030, um, where do you feel like where you're going to be? It's funny that you asked that. Uh, I would have told you something different a year ago, maybe like two years ago, completely different. In 2030, the the only thing I think about, like, seriously, is... I mean, like I have these ambitious professional goals, right? Like I want to, I want to have a network of schools that are owned and operated by black people. I mean, sure. Like anybody's welcome, but like where it's clearly designed for our people. Yeah. Um, and I want that to be growing. I, I you know, I want to see it in Atlanta, LA, Houston, yeah. uh, Washington, DC. And we're taking the first steps to that right now. I want that to exist. Um, but I also want to have so much time um, with my own children um, one of the things that I recognize that uh, my wife is very good at reminding me of is is that like I like even if I save the world, but I don't know my children, it's like not worth it. So um, yeah. I, I want to be able to live a life where I on, on my terms, right, to where I can go to sports games in the middle of the day, yeah. um, and I can I can I can spend like copious amounts of time with my family. So yeah, yeah, while the work is still being done, while you're still having the impact, yep. and you're taking care of what's uh, what's important. So, so guys, if anybody, for folks that are joining us, we've been talking with Mike Yates. Um, I call him the maestro of education. Um, he is in here breaking stuff and fixing stuff back up, um, as it relates to how we look at education. And tell me, is it particularly like K through 12 or like what, what segment of education do you focus on? It's I, I particularly focus on K through 12 education. OK, yeah. So K-12 education, because I mean, those are the formative. Those are really the formative years. If anybody has any questions for Mike, drop it in the chat. If we see it here, we'll answer it here. If not, we'll answer it on the rebroadcast. We'll be checking the chats and we will be replying. So if you have any questions about his journey, any questions about his perspective, about education, about what he's planning on doing or just any questions in general, Please, we want to hear from you. Put it in the chat um, with us. Mike, we are so, so happy that you stopped by to hang with us um, today. This is not going to be – I love to have folks back um, check in, right, because one of the things that I want to be one of the main tenets of the show is not this kind of one and done, like, okay, I got you, we talked, and then right. some things happen. Like, I really want like it to be practical so that we come back – in a quarter or we come back in half a year's time and see where we're at and we can kind of refer and just kind of build that um, traction and hold each other accountable. Right. So the things that you're trying to do, the things that I'm trying to do. So I am a big, big proponent of, of having guests back so we can kind of touch base. Um, somebody is asking, Megan is asking, would you consider your charters in Memphis? I'm not trying to build charter schools. Um, charter schools are public schools. And they are subject to uh, government regulation and red tape. So I am building independent private schools, which also does not mean that they are not accessible or expensive. 
Because um, you you think you think private, you think expensive, and like out of yeah. reach, no access. Yeah, it's one of those things. Like, you know, I'm I'm fighting this battle right now. It's like when people hear, you know, a lot of times when people hear ed tech, they roll their eyes and they're like, "Oh my gosh, like profit seeking." And I'm like, that's not actually true at all. Yeah. For example, like nobody's going to roll their eyes at the, I had like $60 million that life straw has made by creating a straw that filters any kind of water and is literally saving lives. Right. Um, loop insurance is coming. It's an insurance company that yeah. uses driving data as opposed to your credit score, but mm-hmm. they're going to make a ton of money. They're going to make a lot. They're going to get my money every month. Right. But nobody's like rolling their eyes at that. But all of a sudden, like when you talk about education, yeah. roll, you know, you know, there's a private school that I know of called Ron Clark Academy that costs $18,000 a year to go to, but the average family pays $40 per month because he's figured out how to make that school affordable. So mm. I don't, uh, I don't, uh, I don't love charter schools. Um, what I consider Memphis, I, 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 I mean, yeah, I guess so. I love Memphis. Uh, and I also, I know that Memphis is an underserved community and it's like, like Memphis in, in a lot of spots is like hella dangerous, um, which which is, you know, it, it it's exciting to to figure out what education can do in communities that are forgotten and overlooked. So, yeah. like, I mean, I would love to be everywhere. <laughs> yeah, everywhere. He said 2030, a network, a yep. network that is many, 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 many schools yep. um, all across the country. Um, for folks that have waited and stayed till this time, I am about to announce our season two premiere. So if you stick with us, yo, the late afternoon show is going this way. <laughs> all right. And we are starting off 2021 with a bang. So January 12th, our first guest. I should have put a drum roll thing on my Spotify. Uh-huh. We are having the founder, previous CEO, founder of Priceline, Jeff Hoffman. Oh, wow. Going to be our first guest. He is now the chairman of the Global Entrepreneurship Network. It is a organization that is I haven't seen. I mean, they're doing policy work. They're doing wow. um, environmental work. They are. I mean, they're in every country, pretty much really sparking um, the interest to putting money behind it. I mean, they uh, it's it's crazy. But, um, you know, Jeff and I met in a very weird and fortuitous way. We've kept in touch and um, he has agreed to join us and vibe with us. Um, it's going to be lots of fun. So I don't know if you've seen other podcasts. It's all polished. This is a late afternoon show, guys. So if you want to see the CEO, you know, founder of Priceline, vibing, jamming, like it's, it's about to go down cool. January 12th. So put it on your calendars. Tell your friends. The late afternoon show season two is going to be packed of surprises. We got a huge, huge guest list. Um, coming up and we're just going to dive deeper into what meaningful work means and what folks are doing to accomplish their goals and then how folks are doing during this pandemic. We try to keep it light. We try to keep it fun. You know, we know it's a lot of crazy stuff going around in the world right now and we just want to keep the good vibes going. So um, guys, that's our show tonight. We're going to vibe out. Thank you so much, Mike Yates, for jamming with us. Thanks for sharing. 
I know you're going to have a good night rest with all that soul food in your system. Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. We out. We can't wait to see you guys next year. Have a Merry Christmas and a Happy Holidays. Hey, everybody going? Yo. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of the Late Afternoon Show. Hey, if this episode resonated as meaningful for you, please consider subscribing, downloading the episode, liking it, sharing it with somebody that you think would find it valuable. And if you have any thoughts or ideas on people that we can talk to or subjects we can cover, shoot me an email. My email is tim at mrmeaningfulwork.com. Again, that is tim at mrmeaningfulwork.com. Again, thank you so much, and we'll see you on another edition of The Late Afternoon Show.